Hey guys, it's Alexander Dahl with Manifest Brutality once again. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and continue with um, the interview series. So we've got um, quite a few more still lined up. Uh, I'm still doing interviews for this current wave and we'll just take them as they come. Alright, um, here we go. Alright, so I'm currently on the phone with John. He's somebody that reached out about the interview series. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hey everybody, uh, my name is John Leibel. I uh, play guitar and write songs for numerous projects, but uh, we'll get into that in about a minute. Just happy to be on here. Perfect. So tell me a bit about how you first identified with music. What was it about uh, music and the way that it came into your life that made you realize it was something that you wanted to pursue and be a part of and have in your life? Music is one of those things that hit me at a really young age and the first time i started listening to it i was just blown away like like drop everything you know i don't care what's going on around me i need to finish listening to what's going on you know whether it's through my parents record player or on the radio like like i i just need to analyze it and be a part of it and it got the you know the blood pumping and it was just it, it hit me on both the uh, intellectually and emotional level. And, you know, um, it's almost like a drug, you know, <laughs> like once you get into music, you can't quit it. You know? <laughs> so when you first kind of identified that inkling, like how did you kind of first like take a foot into music? Did you start learning an instrument? Did you kind of latch on to a couple friends that knew how to play and start working with them? Like what was your formative process? So um, ironically, you know, uh, my mom's side of the family uh, came from a long line of musicians. And, and we're talking like a lot of traditional instruments, whether it's the accordion, violin, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then I actually had a couple of older cousins on that side of the family that were guitar players. And, you know, both of them have a good... 10 to 15 years on me so at family gatherings and stuff you know instead of you know bsing with the the family about how's school going and stuff it would be well i want to go up to dale's room or i want to go up to randy's room and and look at their guitars and stuff you know that that kind of thing mm -hmm. um but i didn't formally start playing until i was 14 um and it was one of those deals like uh you know, I had the one side of the family that was very oriented with music, but then the other side of the family was very oriented with, like, sports, hunting, fishing. And, you know, w when you're a kid in school and stuff, you know, it's you kind of have time for one or the other. And, you know, I got, I got uh, more time pushed towards, you know, being a, a high school wrestler and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And going on the hunting trips then which you know instead of playing guitar which i wish i should have done you know <laughs> i wish i would start at six because sure. then i you know be able to pull off some of the ming bay licks mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. right yeah so when did you actually kind of break away from that routine and be able to kind of establish yourself and make time to uh you know work on music did you eventually pick up guitar so yeah, it it, uh, it started off as a what I call a fast and then slow and then fast again process. Mm -hmm. 
I put in the, uh, you know, the money to save up to buy my own instrument at 14. And I was taking lessons. And there was, you know, the high school bands. Um, and actually, one of my history teachers was very supportive. Um, in fact, uh, at the uh, 11th grade talent show, uh, our lead singer got stage fright and quit, you know, <laughs> about... 20 minutes before we were supposed to go oh, on no. <laughs> luckily we were doing a metallica cover mm -hmm. and uh you know it was a real simple song of open man that's real straightforward mm -hmm. the history teacher his name's glenn hansen um he used to teach at tartan but now he's down in farmington mm -hmm. sings with the minnesota opera okay but he's also a metalhead very cool so he's like yeah i'll help you out kids and, and it, it was just a cool experience because he literally like put on a wig and a fake beard and he's like <laughs> he, he came up with uh wearing this like scorpion shirt and he's like i am klaus i just transferred to Totten high school <laughs> you know like you know it, it was a riot cool um so you know that that was uh the, so i was starting to go in that direction but then obviously you know with high school it's hey what are you gonna do for a living yeah i go to college all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so the bandmates that i had we're all going off to college out of state. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of got to start over, I guess. Mm -hmm. And by the time I hit 20, I was, you know, working three jobs, barely had time to pick up the instrument, but then I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, no. And because of that, I had to move back home, and chemotherapy and radiation is a arduous process. Um, but I took that opportunity to practice, mm -hmm. practice, practice, practice. Right. Sure. And, um, by the time I was, uh, coming to the tail end of my treatment, right before I turned 21, I found an ad on, um, actually twinsies back pages.com. I, I don't know if that's still a thing anymore, but, uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I want to say it is, but I have no idea what the current state of things. Yeah. And, and so the, the kind of stuff I'm into is old school. Mm. I'm a big old school guy. So I saw this ad for co-lead guitar player, cover band, mainly plays Iron Maiden and Jewish Priest. I was like, oh my God, this is right up my alley. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? I'll show up and audition. They say, no, get out of here, kid, right? Right. Well, it uh, it wasn't no get out of here, kid. It was, hey, when you came to practice, um, you know, we understand that you're still doing some radiation and stuff, but uh, can you do gigs? And, you know, so we kind of started working from that. And uh, by the time I turned 21, I was playing Station 4 on nice. St. Patrick's Day. Very cool. And it was packed. It was like, Oh, okay. So this is like my first real gig. <laughs> sure, you know, sure. This, this is where it starts to get really fun. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, from there it went on to forming. Um, you know, I, I left that band and uh, because I I got into writing music and I was like, well, this is so much fun. You know, it, can I write songs that are in the style of Maine and Jewish Priest with you know more freedom? Mm -hmm. And that got me into the the whole traditional power metal, you know, slash with a little bit of thrash kind of thing. Sure. And that's when I formed Donna Valor. Mm -hmm. um, so the first uh, gig with that was 
2008. And uh, by the time 2009 rolled around, we were playing at the Minnesota Music Cafe in St. Paul awesome. on a regular basis. And sure. that led to me booking shows. Awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, through that hard work and stuff, um, that led to more opportunities because I, I like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I like to network. And um, after the I Am Thor documentary came out on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, I realized, well, okay, here, here's this Canadian guy that is a metal legend. And I love listening to his music because he's like Man of War, but Canada's Man of War. You know? Yeah. Yep. And um, I realized that he just flies in and finds, you know, local guys to do. Like, he'll fly in a couple of days early and hook up with local guys. Mm-hmm. And that will be his backing band. Yep. So, you know, the golden opportunity came for me when um, Zombie Pub Crawl 2016 rolled around. Okay. Uh, I was friends with the guys from Impaler. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Lindsay booked him and I impressed him enough that he wanted to bring me to Chicago. Next thing you know, I'm touring Finland, Sweden, all over the world. Awesome. That's very uh, cool. Yeah. So backing up a little bit. Um, so th- no, that's fine. Um, when you kind of uh, started writing your stuff and you're doing the shows with, uh, the cover band, uh, did you kind of have a, a break there where you're just like, well, I'm not going to do covers anymore. I'm going to solely focus on, you know, my original work. And were you able to convince some of them to come with you or did you kind of have to reform a band altogether? Uh, not really. So we, uh, we did some gigs and we, uh, we had this, uh, because our drummer, uh, his real name's Ryan Smith, but he goes by Zeus. Uh, mm-hmm. he plays with Expire. Um, he was with, uh, Mortificator for a while. Um, he, uh, he was friends with, uh, this old band called Archangel. And, um, I was recruited to be their guitar player. I was like, well, this is my first crack at doing original music, but it was like gothy electronic type stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, it gets me on stage. But I'm not, that's not where my heart is. Right. So I, I left that, but that motivated me to be like, well, this is my first part of networking. Uh, you know, cause I would talk to the, you know, bartenders, I would talk to the security guards and, mm. you know, just kind of do what I could to put myself out there. Sure. So it was like, well, you know, I, I, uh, I think I kind of have the confidence now to put something together and, and get some of my friends to start playing original stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ironically, um, you know, when I was uh, doing the uh, the high school wrestling stuff, when when I stopped doing that, mm. right before I went to college, right before I got sick, um, I started getting into the pro wrestling stuff. Okay, and I started working indie matches, mm-hmm. and I made some friends that way. And those were, you know, the the other guitar player was the first guy I brought along with me to. Uh, you know, when I started forming Donna Valor. Sure. Very you know, cool. And then, uh, you know, as, as far as that lineup goes, it's been a revolving door of mm-hmm. drummers here and there, but um, we now have the the core back together. Nice. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, we just, we played last February right 
right before all this, you know, right. COVID stuff hit. And it's like, all right, well, you know, it feels good being on stage with these guys again. So let's get after it. That seems to be one of the challenges for like keeping a band together is like, you know, it's hard to find the people that are going to stay with the commitment and then like also like, you know, stay the long haul too, you know? Yeah. It, it seems like there's a lot of people that kind of jump band to band sort of thing. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I've played with, uh, plenty of guys who are, you know, playing in two, three, four projects at once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So jumping forward, uh, you said you, uh, you know, did some European tours, toured around, uh, the States. Um, you know, once you got back to Minnesota and you were kind of, uh, you know, re-looking at getting your original act going. Um, you mentioned that, you know, eventually you got all the original people back, but did you already have like your original band to fall back on once you came back to Minnesota or was that kind of an ongoing thing? So it's, it's, uh, the, the core of Donna Valor, um, is myself, uh, Ted Jedlicky, who's the bass player, and he actually lives in Colorado now. Okay. But he's the same guy that I go on the road with all the, the Thor stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know? And then um, Jay Nadir mm-hmm. from Cold Colors. Uh, God, he, that guy's been in like 20 other different bands. Rising Fall, mm-hmm. um, Adora Vivos. You know, like he's, you know, he's always, he's one of those guys who's always doing stuff. Sure, definitely. Anyways, the, the three of us were like the three main core songwriters together. Mm-hmm. And it was getting the three of us back together and going, hey, because uh, we originally wanted to, you know, we were planning on that February show being our retirement show. Okay. Um, we were like, well, you know, let's just call it a day and, you know, just have one more hoorah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just clicked. It's like, wow, we gotta keep doing this. Yeah. So we're actually working on an album now. And awesome, very cool. Yeah. So you would kind of say that, um, you know, you kind of fell back into the paces, but you were gonna call it quits. But then, you know, the music bug struck again. Yep. <laughs> Had to keep going. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, what are, since you've, uh, you know, traveled a bunch, what are a couple like really kind of key memories and moments that happened to you while you're touring around that like really kind of stick out to you? Well, for me, um, literally going from a guy who only played in Minnesota and a few shows in Wisconsin and one festival in Ohio Mm -hmm. to playing in Finland, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, that, that's something I'll never forget. Sure. Um, you know, and I actually proposed to my wife that day. Nice. Um, you know, she was, uh, she was like, Oh John, you know, you look real pale, nervous and stuff. And the rest of the band knew that I was going to propose. They knew why I was acting a little off. (laughs) Well, I assume it went well because you did call her your wife. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we are happily married, and we have a daughter. Nice. Yep, her Very name's cool. Beverly. She's one years old now. So yeah, that's that's um, a cool memory. That's a cool road yeah. memory. Yeah. So you know, it was, <laughs> um, you know, I proposed. She said, "Yeah." It the it actually made it into the uh, Return of the Thunderhawk documentary for Thor, mm-hmm. um, and then not even two minutes after that, um, we were called on stage to do sound check. Nice. 
but then that was also the same festival that I got to meet the guys from Testament. And I got to sit down and hang out with Alex Skolnick. And as a guitar player, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you that's know? fucking awesome. So yeah. you're actually the second person that I've interviewed that has toured with Thor. And the other one was oh, okay. uh, uh, Will Maravellis. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've I've known Will for, well, well over a decade now. Um, I met him because we worked at competing music stores. Okay. okay. Um, I was at Music Around Woodbury. He was at Guitar Center in Oakdale. Gotcha. And, you know, we were both sent by our bosses at the time to shop the other stores for prices. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We were both like, management is stupid. (laughs) Hey, you have long hair. I noticed you have long hair, too. You like metal. Yes, I do. Let's become friends. Right, right. And, I mean, I record a lot of the Thor stuff, um, the Dawn of Atler stuff, and then my other, uh, my parody project, Discount Steel, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like uh, Minnesota's version of Steel Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he goes by the stage name of Will E. Bonachick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, Will was a part of my wedding party. He mm-hmm. came with me to Vegas for my bachelor party and stuff. So, sure. yeah. Yeah, it was very I, cool. I go way back with him. Awesome. Yep. So uh, what kind of stuff are you working on now? You said you're in the process of writing an album. Like, what are your hopes for that? How long do you think that's going to take? And, like, once it is finished and released, like, where would you like to see that go? So, actually, the uh, the Thor album, um, the, the Masters were turned in um, right before uh, January 1st. So that's going to be coming out in May, and that's going to have a vinyl release. And that actually has uh, some big shots. Uh, on the songs that I wrote, um, I have Ross Abaz from Man of War playing guitar. Oh, nice. Um, Bjorn, lead singer of Soilwork and Nightplay Orchestra on another one. Um, Sean Peck from Cage, Death Dealer, etc. Mm-hmm. And then um, Nino Oswega and Ty Christian from Lords of the Triant and the Sound of Thunder. Awesome. Um and then Chris Holmes from Wasp. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so so it was like, okay, as I'm finishing up 2020, mm-hmm. you know, put that one together, got that off, and then now it's, okay, I, uh, I took a break to do a non-metal original song for my wife. Um, I, I wrote it a while back, but it finally got recorded and released, and... Mm-hmm. Um, that's called Lady Lynn because her middle name is Lynn. Okay. Um, so from a lyric standpoint, it was, you know, easier to go that way if you're doing the lovey-dovey stuff, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, and that one has a really, like, Steely Dan vibe to it. Sure. Um, so, you know, kind of stepping outside my comfort zone, but, um, it turned out great. And then, uh, now it's, all right, let's get on the, uh, the Dawn of Valor stuff, mm-hmm. um, we're looking at uh, probably a August release for that, and then um, Discount Steel is going to be finished up with within I want to say the next month and a half, um, because it's uh, again some of the guys don't live in Minnesota, so sure. yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a little harder to coordinate. Oh, right. um, so yeah, there's a lot of things kind of all happening throughout the year, and then. Uh, Hopefully, uh, 
you know, stuff can uh, get back to normal and I can get on stage again. Yeah, hopefully I have, you know. Yeah. The last show yeah, I played was on Halloween, and we had to, like, we had to drive to Milwaukee. We had to build a stage for it, and this whole time it's just, like, really nerve-wracking because we knew we shouldn't be there, but we were there anyway. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Um, so where, where can people listen to some of your stuff? Where can they, uh, check out your work? Okay. So, um, depending on the project, uh, I guess I'll start with Thor. Um, so that's, uh, we're signed with Cleopatra records. Um, so that is YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, you know, all the, all the online stuff. Okay. Um, Donna Valor has, uh, Spotify and then, um, Discount Steel um, says it's not released yet, but we will be going with the online streaming format. Sure. Um, so again, that will be on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, for the solo song that I did for my wife, Lady Lynn, um, that's on everything. Uh, I actually set up a, a one-page website. So mm-hmm. if you go herenow.com, or sorry, John Libel slash herenow.com, mm-hmm. It brings you to one page, um, and my wife actually designed the logo, um, which totally had that retro, old-school feel. Mm-hmm. Big hunk of cheese, just the way I like it. <laughs> um, but uh, that's Spotify, Bandcamp, TikTok, like all of it, because I went with CD Baby for the publisher. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, you, you basically pay them a flat rate, and they put it everywhere for yeah, you. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. So... Uh, I like to give the person I'm interviewing essentially like the last word. So a message that kind of resonates with you that you want to put out there and you feel connect that you're connected to. You know, music is something that can change your life. To quote Zach Wilde, you better make sure you love music because it don't always love you back. And that's from a touring perspective. But don't let that ever discourage you from picking up an instrument. And the... Um, the fact that you can sit down and write a piece of music or something like that, it gives you a healthy escape from whatever's bugging you in your life. Um, you know, music is the ultimate escapism. You know, some people turn to drinking, some people turn to drugs, all that stuff, but all you really need is music. Um, and it's never too late to start. 